first of all, why would you even want to teach a dog a down? Like, why do you care? The dog can sit, they can stand, they can down. It's just a family pet. Why do I care? Well, you want to care, number one, because it's a great behavior for your dog. If you're out walking, you want to stop and chat to someone, just tell your dog to relax. They can lie down there. It's also could save the dog's life. If, if your dog's out running loose and you don't realize there's a car coming, you could just say, lie down, boom, the dog hits the deck. Also, it's like a great behavior for taking pictures of your dog. So there's an added benefit and you're going to find you're going to use that position for your dog. You have a dog that reliably downs and stays in that position until you release them. You're going to find you use that a lot in your lifetime. So I think everybody who has a dog really should spend the time to teach them to down, but how do you teach them? I decided there's 10 different ways, probably more, but 10 uniquely different ways people could teach a dog to down. And many of which I would never use. I went looking on Google to see if anybody teaches it down the way I do. And lo and behold, I could not find any reference to the way I've been teaching down for 25 years. So I thought, hey, I think this is something people should know about. So let's jump into it. Hi, I'm Susan Garrett. Welcome to Shape My Dog. As I said, 10 ways that I came up with different unique ways that people might choose to teach a dog. The first four that I came up with, I don't even want to mention. Uh, they involve things like collar pops or pushing on the shoulders or pulling out legs or any combination of those things. And guess what? If anybody ever tells you that your dog needs that run, run in the opposite direction because it's barbaric thinking. And I think it's just classically different disrespectful to dogs and completely unnecessary. Think about this. Would you be more inclined to consistently do something because you had to for threat of losing your job or getting in trouble? Or would you rather want to do something because you love to do it? I personally think having a dog that drops reliably every time you ask is more likely because the dog's engaged. They get buy-in. They want to do it. They're fast. They're immediate. They're engaged. They're joyful. Why does obeying have to involve submitting? It doesn't. That's what training the way that I'm suggesting is it's engaging to the dog. So therefore it's reliable long-term because it's their choice. It's their choice. But guess what? You do it right. The dog's always going to want to do it. So the first ways, four ways of teaching it down, I would advise you don't even think about. The number five on my list is probably the most common way most people teach a down. And that is with getting a cookie, putting on your dog's nose and luring them into a down. And, you know, you may or may not be saying, you know, down, 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 down. Most people will tell you to do that. Again, really, really bad advice. And the last time I taught a down using a lure was with my puppy in 1992. So that was, hey, this is 2022. So that was 30 years ago was the last time that I use a food lure to train a down. Let's say that's a bit of a celebration. So no, what I'm going to teach you today does not involve using food lure, you know, and it's not bad. It's not wrong if you do, but there's artifacts in the behavior that you have to get rid of. You have to get rid of uh, the shadowing of your body, the dog, you know, building on different things. And obviously you have to be able to fade the food lure because the dog is just going to be popping up looking for more food, among other reasons why I, it's just not something that I ever do. 
Okay. Number six, you could capture it. So you look around the house to when your dog's lying down and you could run in and give them cookies and tell them they're amazing. That's really going to take you a long time. It'll work eventually, but it's probably going to take you a long time to get that. Number seven, you could free shape, which means you could have a bowl of cookies and a clicker and you could just, you know, click pieces of a behavior that leads you to getting your dog into a down position. Now, the problem with free shaping is you might get some cheap behaviors attached to it. You might get the dog spinning or the dog going into a sit and then walking into a down. I don't think it's as, as engaged for the dog. I don't think you're, you're likely to get fast downs when you're teaching with free shaping. Uh, I'm not saying it's impossible because there's a lot of, you know, clever dog trainers that might, but it's not one that I would do. Number eight, and this is a method I have used. I've used this one with my, one of my terriers because I, I had a problem getting her to want to go into a down. Now this was again, 30 years ago. So I don't know that I would use this again, but I wouldn't rule it out. And that is shaping a dog. I would sit on the floor with my knees bent and I would use a target stick to get them to go under my knee. When they got under my knee, then I would just uh, give them cookies. I think I, I have done this with border call as well. It's just a fun and different way. You can try it to teach a down and and it's, you know, involves lots of cooking. It does take a little bit longer. I think it's a, it's a fun trick. You might want to try it. So using a target stick, getting the dog to go under your leg, and then eventually you have to fade out the leg, right? And the dog is still laying in the down. Okay. Number nine, is using that target stick. On my YouTube channel, you will find a video where I teach you how to teach targeting with a target stick, among other things. So you teach a dog to touch their nose to the stick and you can make up your own stick with a, like a, a wooden dowel and put a little wiffle ball on the end. The, teach the dog to touch the wiffle ball and then lower the wiffle ball between the dog's front legs. You're going to click and reward them maybe partway down and eventually they're going to go to the ground and you're going to reward that and give them release. Keep repeating that. That's a, an easy way to teach a down behavior. And it's not one that I really use. What I do mostly is number 10, and that is I use targets. I use paw targets or body targets. That is how I teach my dogs the fast and reliable and driven and crazy. I really want to get into that position. But before we begin, if you are listening to this podcast, you might want to jump on over to YouTube at some point, because as I describe each of these targeting methods, I'm going to show a demonstration on the video on YouTube. And if you are watching this on YouTube and you'd like a little bit more detail about any one of these four targeting methods, just leave me a comment and I can shoot you a short video describing in more detail any one of the methods you'd like to know more about. Okay. And so let's jump in and, and there's more than one target. There's four different ways that I will do this. And some dogs prefer to use a tug reward. Some dogs prefer to use a food reward. I'm going to share with you exactly what that looks like for your dog. All right. So teaching the downs with targets, there's some prerequisites. First of all, your dog needs to understand the it's your choice game because we want the dog to not be diving at your hands for cookies. And lucky you, I'm going to give you a link in the show notes or a description here on YouTube of how you can teach your dog the it's your choice game. Remember, I want my dogs down to be their choice. It's your choice is really the foundation of 
everything I do with my dogs. So they understand you have the right to choose, but if I'm doing my job as a trainer, I'm going to inspire you to want to choose exactly what I want you to do. All right. So it's your choice. Number one criteria. Number two criteria is a release word. Here's what most people do. They spend all the time luring the dog to the ground or getting the dog to the ground. They don't teach the dog when they can get up. So what they get is as soon as they eat the cookie, the dog pops up. I want the dog to understand their release words first. So I have three release words that I use. And again, you can find out how I teach them on my YouTube channel. So the first one is search. When I say search to my dog, that means you can go and find the cookie that I just threw. All right. So super important that they are looking for a cookie when they hear the word search. Number two, I teach the word break and I've got podcast episode number 134, where I talk about control behaviors. I go into detail about how I teach break, but really I teach it in crate games. My puppies are raised with crate games. And so they have a such clear understanding of that release word. If you're using a word like, okay, I strongly encourage you to change it to a word that you don't use as often as okay, because it gets really difficult for the dog to understand. Is it okay if I leave now or, or not? So please, you don't have to use break, but I would encourage you to use a different word. All right. So we've got search means you can go and find cookies Break means you can get up and, you know, come and hang out with me or do what you want and get it. Get it is a release word that means grab this toy. Now you can throw the toy or you can present it to the dog, but it means you now can get out of position. Now, why do we care if we have these release words? It makes teaching the down so much easier because we build in duration right at the beginning. So the dog understands the down isn't just pop up like a jack in the box. A down is hold position. That's the game, hold position. And I can use a tug toy as a little temptation for them to want to hold position or my cookies as a temptation. So really dial in your release word first. Okay. So it's your choice is your first criteria. Second criteria is the dog's understanding of a release word. Okay. Next up is the cue. Think about the cue that you would like to use for the dog's down position. Now down sounds like a good cue. That's the one I use with my dogs, but I want you to consider, do you use down in other instances with your dog? Like for example, are you one of the people that are inclined to say, sit down? If your cue to sit is sit down, then don't use down for getting your butt all the way flat on the ground with your chest hitting the ground. Okay. So sit down can be sit, but we need something else for down. If you are inclined to, when your dog gets their paws up on the counter, which, you know, if you're watching our podcast or if you're following along on our podcast, hopefully that's not happening anymore. Or if they're on the furniture and you want them to not on the furniture and you say the phrase get down, which by the way, that's just a cute movie on a Saturday night, isn't it? I digress. But if you use get down, don't use down here. So what other alternates you could use? You could use drop, which just means, you know, go into a down position. A lot of people use the German cue platz or the French cue couche. So you could use any of those or make something up as long as it's unique and you will get it. All right. So pick your cue before you get too far along. Now, when I teach down, I teach three different positions. The first one is prone. 
So the dog is lying with their chest on the ground. Some people call it a sphinx position where their hips are and their hocks are all aligned. That's one position. Then there is a, a rolled or a relaxed where the dog's rolled off on their hip. They can hold that position much longer. If you see a dog just laying around the living room, chances are they're in that rolled position. The third position is what I call the flop position. And it's a position that we use for a husbandry consent to cut our dog's nails, as I spoke about on podcast episode 107. And that is a position where our dog is completely relaxed, fully laying out on their side. We're going to start with position one, the Sphinx position. That's what I'm going to teach. And they can be morphed into either of those other ones, but we start with that Sphinx position first. Okay. We're going to start training. First thing you got to keep in mind, dash. Whenever we're training, the first thing we do is we get our dog's desire to work. We don't try to teach anything. We want them to be engaged with us. That could be a quick game of a tug. It could be a game um, where your dog's chasing cookies and chasing you, but we want them engaged before we present the target that we want them to use to, to learn their down. We don't want a dog to learn to down slow. I mean, I mean, Tater Salad, when he came to us, his down was he, you'd ask him to down, he'd sit. He'd navel gaze, he'd walk his paws out slowly. It took a while before Kim and I cared, and and now we're retraining it exactly the way I'm teaching you today, with a target. Okay, so we want it fast, so you need to start with engagement, the D of dash, before we move to the A, the accuracy, and this is what it looks like. So for me, what I often do is I use a low table, so an agility table or something, a prop like a Kato board. I recognize many of you listening aren't going to have either. That's okay. I'm just sharing with you. This is something that I often do. And what I do is I get the dog tugging around the table. I might go all the way around and, and give them the release cue. They release the toy. And then I say, get it again until I go back, maybe all the way around the table. And then I kind of pull it out of their mouth and I turn towards the table and wait. All they have to do is put one paw on the table. And then I reward that. I'm shaping with a tug toy. I love to shape with a tug toy. It doesn't take long before the dog jumps up on that. Now with a Kato board, it's so low. What I'll do is I'll tug the dog all the way up on the Kato board. I'll tell them out and get it out and get it on the Kato board. So now we've got a dog who's on the board. They're standing because we're tugging. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to help them understand the criteria of being on that board. So I'm going to try to pull them off the board. If they come off, I don't say out. I just take the toy out of their mouth and I wait. Of course, they're going to jump back on the board. Oh yeah. Party begins now. And so now I've got a dog who understands they have to be on the board. So now I lower my body. So I'm sitting on the ground. Guess what they're more likely to offer? So I'm going to wait. So we're tugging. They know they're on the board. They get the tug, but now I'm not going to give it to them right away. I'm going to wait till they offer something else. They might offer sit. I'll reward that. Get it with, with a tug. And then I'll pull it out of their mouth and I'll wait for something else. They might offer a sit again. It doesn't get me what I want. They'll go into a down. Boom. Get it. Eventually all they'll do is offer the down and they'll offer it fast because they know it creates this game. The game is get into the down. And then when I present the toy and say, get it, that's your release. I delay how long I'm waiting. Eventually they're in a down and I might go one, two. in my head. I'm counting to maybe three. And then I say, get it. And maybe the next time I say, get it immediately. Now they're progressing. They've got this down and they're really, they're quivering. They're loving this game so much. I might present the toy and they pop up and I put it away because I'm adding challenge five C pyramid, right? 
The dogs love this, but it's not the only way that I teach down. Okay. This is another thing that I do with puppies. Love, love, love this. I have a puppy around the house. I get a bed with sides, not so tall that the puppy has to like climb a mountain to get in, but sides that create a little bit of a barrier. And I sit on the ground and I have some cookies. The puppy immediately, because the bed's in front of me, they're going to come into the bed. I'm going to say the word search. And this is important. I'm going to throw the cookie behind them. So why wouldn't I be giving them cookies for coming into the bed? Because I want them to learn to drop fast, to go into the down really fast. So I'm getting the D, the desire up before I work at letting them drop into a down. So I I might maybe two or three, toss it a little bit behind them, tell them search. The game is find your cookie, come back to the bed as fast as you can find your cookie. And after two or three of those, I'm not going to feed them right away. So they're in their bed. They're going to be like, this is the place to be. And so they're going to offer something else. Maybe they back up. I'm going to say, give them a cookie right in the bed. This time I'm not going to say search because they're already excited. And then they're going to offer something else. I might say search then, throw the cookie behind. They come back in. I'm shaping, but I'm shaping with a dog engaged. So sometimes I give them cookies in the bed. Sometimes I throw it behind them. I'm waiting for them to offer a down. I'm sitting on the ground. It happens really, really fast. The edges of the bed encourage the puppy to jump in and land in the bed. That's the really cool thing about shaping with a bed. Okay. You can now combine those two. So you've done a little bit of shaping in the bed and pull the couch cushions off your couch. And just, you know, if you've got a small dog, you can just use one couch cushion and you can stack them up. So the dog has to jump up and they're going to be more inclined to drop into the down position. If you've got a really big, big dog, like a a St. Bernard, this one might not work as well, but one cushion could, but we're not going to try and get their whole body on one cushion. We're going to use just the front paws. All right. So hold that thought. You're going to do the same thing as we did for bed games. We're just going to use couch cushions. Now, front paw targeting. Go to my YouTube page, Perchwork Pivots and Spins. We're going to teach the dog to target something. A bath mat would be great because it's got a rubber backing, so it's not going to move, and you're going to teach your dog. They're going to put their front paws on it. You're going to say search, toss a cookie behind. Eventually, they're going to come flying in. You're going to go on the ground. So they're more likely going to offer things like getting into a down. You're just going to shape that by throwing the cookie in front, dropping a cookie on the ground when they come onto the mat, back and forth. They're going to want to offer a a down. I've also done this with a front paw targeting using a target stick um, lengthwise where the dog comes in and they hit their front feet on that target. Now, what you might want to do is eventually move to something more slippery. So the dog kind of skids on their front feet into a down. That's kind of fun, especially if you're doing obedience. It's teaching a dog to love the game. As long as you are really consistent with you're in a down and now I release you either with search, with the word break or with get it. You can throw in a tug toy in any one of those. So paw targets, for front feet. And I want the front feet targeted first because it puts their weight on the front end and then they slam their back end into the down. That's how I get those fast downs, even with a dog like 
bulldog cross tater salad who started with a really, really slow down. So whether you're training a puppy or a rescue dog for the first time, or you're retraining your own dog, using a body or a paw target, I promise you, you're going to get buy-in from the dog. They're going to say, I love this game. It's so much fun. It's shaping, but it's shaping with engagement and joy and speed all wrapped up. And eventually what you're going to do is you're going to get out of sitting on the floor. You're going to go to standing up because you have a dog who happily comes and flies into that down. And now when you consistently have a dog doing it as fast and as consistent as you want, add the word down, drop, plats, couche, whatever you want. You're going to add that cue then. Up to now, it's just the dog offering behaviors because they see a target. Once you stand up, you can add the behavior name and then start fading your target. And that's exactly how I teach my dogs to love their down. And honestly, it goes so darn fast. It maybe took me a little while to explain it, but it'll go really fast for you. Let me know what you think of teaching a dog a down with targets. If your dog already downs, play around with it. Come on back. Come on over to YouTube. Leave me a comment. I'll see you next time here on Shape by Dog.